networker is like a great interviewer. I'm huge on authenticity, guys. Um, you know, it's a big part of, of, of my message. Claim your local listings and don't get caught um, paying someone for your local listing. If you want to be successful, you got to do six things a thousand times. Not a thousand things, six times. And when in doubt, give to other people and don't expect anything in return. But in giving to other people and helping them, it almost always comes back. It's using the power of partnership, creating trusted partner networks to work with you to make your company be an offer more than just you. They've done 90% of the work. It's your job to do the last 10% to meet them in the middle. Don't let the fear of losing be greater than the excitement of winning. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Ask Fowler Masterminds podcast, brought to you by A Advanced Septic Services and Fuse Networks. My name's Galen. Good morning, I'm Joe. We're coming at you from the BD Local Studios in Tacoma, Washington. So, Joe, for our new listeners and viewers tuning in, can you tell everyone how our podcast came to be, please? Yep. So, it first started out as a private Facebook group page, was the purpose was to just bring business owners together, mm -hmm. just to communicate with one another, share tips answer questions, brainstorm, that sort of thing. Uh, and it kind of just morphed into a podcast where the purpose is to bring on different guest speakers to talk about all different topics as it relates to business in some form or fashion. Awesome. Thank you. Our previous episode, we had uh, Mark Kudre on, Joe. And um, uh, one of the takeaways I had from him was uh, he talked about a competitive advantage has three different levels. So competitive uniqueness, durability, and longevity. He was kind of like the physics of profit, mm -hmm. just kind of breaking down a system. So um, just an interesting way how businesses think on what they should know or what they don't know. Right. Almost like a SWOT worksheet, strength, weakness, opportunities, threat to kind of every business should kind of do that exercise. So uh, tune in uh, when we release that. So today's guest, we have two guests. So we're, we're really excited because when this episode drops, October is National Women's Small Business Month. And we first start our podcast we started in the same month and also celebrated yep. um, women entrepreneurs and small business people. So um, why, can you introduce our guests we have today joining us, please? Absolutely. So I'm excited just to have two powerhouse women in the construction industry kind of join our podcast and kind of, uh, I'm excited for today. So Natalie Miles is an award-winning designer, project manager, general contractor, and the owner of Natalie Miles Design. She sits on the board of directors of the Salt Lake Home Builders Association, is the secretary for Utah Professional Women in Building, and was the materials coordinator for the house that she built, as well as securing material donations and coordination for the THTSB. Can you, can you, can you, Give our audience what that abbreviation oh, stands for. She okay. The house that she built. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> she lent her skills to several aspects of building uh, the home, including HVAC roofs, brick installations, flat work, and whatever whatever else she could give a helping hand to. She has won several awards in the parade of homes with various builders, as well as being listed among Utah's top designers. Natalie has designed many high-end homes up and down the. Wasatch Front and is currently working as a designer and project manager for the Wardley Homes in Saratoga Springs. She is the definition of hard work, play hard. And if she isn't building beautiful homes, you can find her playing beach volleyball, paddleboarding, traveling, or spending time with friends and family. She is the mother of three and resides in Utah. All right. Awesome. 
You want to go for Christy? Sure. Why don't you, why don't you go? You're on a roll, Joel. So. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Christy Allen was lucky to grow up in the home building industry as a third generation of family-owned home builder, MacArthur Homes, where she gained over 13 years experience in new home sales and marketing. In 2016, Christy started a custom home building company, Woodcastle Homes. She loves working with her clients to build homes that perfectly fit their needs. Christy was the 2020 chair of the Utah Professional Women in Building and served as the general contractor for the house that she built, a groundbreaking project showcasing women in construction. Christy has been a contributor to articles in Professional Builder Magazine and was named their 2015 Top 40 Under 40. She was a speaker at the International Builders Home Show in 2014, 15, 17, 18, 19, and 2022. Christy recently was awarded the National Association of Homeowners Builders Young Professional Awards. Everyone, please welcome our guests, Natalie and Christy. Awesome. So ladies, welcome. Um, just for our audience quickly, can you tell us how like the house that she built, that whole project came about? Because it's something uh, when we discovered you guys, something we wanted to highlight because we have a lot of women entrepreneurs, small business owners, but can you just quickly share that story real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we started a professional women in building group here in Utah, and that's a council of the National Association of Home Builders. And as we started it, we were just getting going. We had um, a handful of women and a couple of the leaders were at a larger built home builders meeting with a lot of men and we're letting them know, hey, we're starting this group at professional women in building. We'd love for you mm -hmm. to let other women know. And a couple of guys were like, well, what is, what is professional women in building even do? Like, what does that mean? Like, what are you going to build a house with all women. And mm -hmm. um, we were like, yeah, sure. Challenge, <laughs> challenge accepted, right? You know, like let's start our brand new council with the most challenging project we could possibly think of. Um, but the real goal was not just to show like, hey, we can do this. It was really to just showcase women in construction because there mm -hmm. are so many amazing women working in our industry. They're not that visible. So we wanted other women and girls to see these examples and to be able to know that there are all these opportunities available for them in the industry. Yeah, that's so awesome. Just the reach, you you had the, the thought of doing that and now you're inspiring like women and like young girls, you know, just to give them a, a career path or just the ability to do something that, yeah. you know, you can't say you can't do it anymore, not in this day and age, awesome. Um, so lead just to a good transition. Um, our Valor Cares Initiative is our website giveaway. Yep. And just like a house has a solid foundation, a website's a foundation for a business. Tell everyone about our Valor Cares Initiative, please, Joe. Yeah, so it started in April of 2020, and we wanted a way to give back to local businesses here in Washington, and then it kind of just expanded to nationwide. Um, so our goal is to give away two free website builds every single month. So if you own a business and you're either not happy with your website or maybe you just don't have a website and you want something that's professionally built, submit your information and we'll choose two winners every month. Awesome. Thank you for that. Now we come to our Advanced Septic Pump You Up quote of the day. So this quote I found, uh, don't be afraid of being different. Be afraid of being the same as everyone else. So as our guests here are not the same as everyone else, they're different and they want to showcase that. So um, can we get a quick thought or two uh, from each of you from that kind of quote, please? Yeah, I, I kind of live by that. I don't want to be like anybody else and kind of live my entire life being that way. Um, going into construction, that was part of it. I, I was by myself. 
all the time. I grew up in construction and was on job sites with my dad and my brothers and mm -hmm. everybody growing up, but I was the only woman there. And when I found my way into construction on my own, creating my own business and doing, um, I made all the selections, design selections in new residential construction. And same thing, I was, I was there all by myself. I, I had no idea there was other women that do what I do and enjoy being on a construction site. Every once in a while you would see somebody um, part of a painting crew or sometimes doing the mudding on, on, on the drywall would be there. Mm -hmm. But very rarely would I see a woman on the job site. And for me, I'm not intimidated by, by much, you know, but you know, it's, it's lonely being the other woman there, you know, we don't always speak the same language and as other men and people on the job site. And so when I found out that there was actually an organization called professional women in building, I jumped at the chance to be a part of that. And, and then to follow that, the house that she built, I was like, what there's women right. out there that do what, what I do. And all these women are different in their own way too, you know, and for us to find each other and to unite as women to do something incredibly groundbreaking and united for being somebody that is different. It was one of the most memorable and impactful things that I've ever done in my life, being involved with the house that she built. Awesome. Awesome. So now have, uh, since the project has started now, have you seen the reach expand into other areas of the country and everything? I, I assume when you do speaking engagements or you get highlighted, now your influence is reaching and other women are like, whoa, they have this in Utah, but here I'm in my state you know, do they reach out to you and you network accordingly? It's insane. It's insane. We had no idea when we started this, like what a national uh, reach this was going to have. We've had women across the country reaching out to us, asking us to help them start their own house that she built. We had an amazing author from Philadelphia who actually wrote a children's book called The House That She Built. Mm -hmm. Cover is a, a cartoon version of our home that we built and it features different women in different trades. And that, um, is the best-selling book um, from the National Association of Home Builders ever. It's just getting into all the schools across the country. And the Girl Scouts just started a program, a patch program called The House That She Built Now. Girls can oh, that's awesome. <laughs> earn a patch and then earn different charms um, representing different trades, different career opportunities in construction. I mean, it's just it's one thing after the other. And we, oh, there's the- yeah, Oh, the nice. <laughs> we- like we love it. It's amazing because that was the whole point was, was to inspire people to join the industry and not just here in Utah. Well, it sounded like it's not just like, it's almost like you created a movement for women in the construction industry. Did you, did you plan on it kind of blowing up and turning it into more of a movement? Uh, I didn't realize when we started that it was going to have this, I thought, you know, we would hopefully inspire some people locally. We were going to do some social media posts and hopefully, you know, get out there a little bit, but I didn't, I mean, there's, there's bracelets, there's jewelry, there's t-shirts, there's hats, there's the book, there's the, we, I had no idea. Did you, did you think Natalie? No, we, we had no idea. We thought that we'd make a, a little bit of a scene here locally in Utah. We thought that we right. would maybe get on in the morning news or something like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, we, we had no idea. And when we finished building the home, we were, we're like, whoo, we're done. Like we did that. And we're like, now we can move on with, with other things. We had no idea mm -hmm. that this was started movement. And that's what it's being called. Like we, we will come on podcasts, we travel, we will speak. We mm -hmm. were at different builders conferences. And when people just come up to us and like, wow, you're so inspirational, you are giants and, and all this kind of stuff. We're like, I'm just, I'm just a woman doing my job in Utah. You know, we, we had right. no idea. 
but we're incredibly proud of what we've done. And well, we're so excited to see where it goes. Well, let's get into that a little more. We have our uh, Fuse Networks Did You Know segment. So Fuse Networks Backup and Disaster Recovery are related, but not synonymous. If you spent any amount of time around, you've probably ha- heard the importance of data backup and disaster recovery preparation preached to you probably more than once. However, as closely associated as the two are, they're not the same. Let's explore the critical differences between these two processes so you can be fully prepared to uh, how your business is affected by both contact fuse networks uh you kind of just lay the foundation you can't do that or women can't do that a job site isn't a place for women women aren't strong enough you've obviously broken down that you know mightily through that so when you still as other uh women in construction reach out to you they probably say these same things like when you first get started so to this day from when you started when you hear those, now what are your feelings in your bones when other women are like are empowered to connect with you? But do you still have a thought of, you know, there's probably men out there, construction companies that, oh, there's, you know, we can handle it. Like, it's not for you kind of thing, or we'll give you this small project. What, what Tell me what goes through your mind when you, when you hear these things. Well, well, my mind, personally, I just roll my eyes. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, watch me, watch me do it. You know, um, I actually want to tell Christy, tell about your her daughter Elodie and just you know she's not she hasn't ever known different that women can't be in construction and so um she has a, a an interesting story of hearing about different careers or education tell her what she was like well you don't want to you don't want to end up in this type of career she's like what that's what my mom oh does. yeah <laughs> well, that was yeah so my older daughter was at school um she's in middle school and she had been helping so we built the house that she built during um, 2020. So mm-hmm. my kids were out of school a lot. And so my oldest daughter would come and work on the job site. Mm-hmm. So she had just come for the foundation pour. So she'd helped us tie rebar and, and seen them pour the concrete into the forms and, and how that creates the walls and the foundation. And she loved it. And so literally the next week she was in school because they went like half days mm-hmm. or whatever. And she was there and she had a teacher that was teaching them like digital literacy, like business skills and things. And he said to them, like, you know, it's so important that you learn these skills so that you don't end up like working in, like doing concrete work. Like I did when I got out of high school, like you, you need, you, you know, that basically painted it as like the worst job ever. And Marina came home and she was so mad. (laughs) He was like, that mom, he said it was terrible. Like that was such a great job. I'm like, I agree. Like it clearly wasn't the job for him, you know, but it is a great job. I mean, it's amazing to be able to go to work every day and see these foundations be built and know that you're building something that's going to withstand time and that families are going to build their memories in. And I mean, it's, it's a fabulous place to be in the industry. And, and she, you know, as a young girl, even she was only 13, recognized that and loved it. And um, so, I mean, I think it's just being on site and having that exposure. My youngest daughter is always asking me when I'll teach her to be a builder um, and I think it's just seeing me doing it. I, I grew up in the industry and until I started my company in 2016, I had never even thought about working on site. I did, right. I did marketing, I did, and I liked all those things. Um, but I love, love being a general contractor. That's, that's the place for me. And, um, just because I hadn't seen anybody doing it, you know, that was a female that I like could relate to. I didn't see myself in that job. Mm-hmm. Um, so the more visibility we get for women in construction, the easier it is for other people to see themselves in those jobs. Well, I think the key thing, that story 
just kind of illustrates that so well as awareness. Had your daughter not even seen that, then whatever the teacher said, the kids are going to believe. But since she was aware, like, hey, my mom does that and she likes it. It's fun. I like it. Like it was you don't have to believe what's told to you. And that's kind of part of this powerful breakthrough that we we're so happy to highlight, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. yeah. And I, th I think when, you know, looking outside of our our personal families and things and people that see us do those kind of things. I think that's how we dispel a lot of those myths that you just listed off, you know, like this is no place for a woman or a woman can't do that. You know, we, we show up every day and we do our job and we're not quiet about it. You know, mm -hmm. we show up and we're visual about it and we live in an age of information and social media. And I think the more that we, we post what we're doing, we're showing what we're doing. We're showing a lot of other women and girls, young girls that this can be done by women. You know, there, there is a route, there is a spot for you in construction, you know, and I think that we, you know, as small of a percentage as we are in the construction industry, we still need to show up and we need to show other generations that this is something that they can do. And it is a great job. Yeah, I totally agree. That's so awesome. Women in the U.S. are an average of 81.1% of what men make. The gender pay gap is significantly smaller in construction occupations with women earning an average of 99.1% of what men make. So um, to our audience, to us a little bit, can you kind of talk us through that? I mean, I, from, from me as an outsider, not in the construction industry, it's you pay for like a task or a job. So it doesn't, I don't care who does it. Like if I want new countertops, new kitchens, or I want my house painted. I don't care who does it. You just, you pay for a job. Um, but why is the disparity more equal or not less than in, in the construction field than it is in corporate America? Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I think that's kind of a big deal. And that's a big selling point of trying to get more women into construction, right? Um, I think that a lot of people in our industry, there, there's been a shift. People, men and people know that women are capable of doing this job. There's not a lot of us, but they're definitely, definitely capable. And there's such a shortage when it comes to labor in the trades that people want good people on the job sites. They want quality workers there mm -hmm. and they're willing. They know that women can do these jobs and they're seeing that. And I think that's, that's important to see that, you know, there is good money and everybody wants quality workers, everybody mm -hmm. wants quality labor, everybody wants a quality job done. And women are capable of doing that. Yeah, I was just speaking yesterday, actually, with a woman who owns an HVAC company here in Utah. And she has 20 years experience in the industry and got started basically on the phones and worked her way through everything dispatch working yep. on site. And she told me the year before she started her business a few years ago, she was making $250,000 a year working HVAC. Mm -hmm. And that's not a story that you hear, like you assume, you know, jobs in the trades are lower paying. She never, um, she didn't have any school debt to pay for, you know, she did all on job on the job training. She was always paid as she was working and, and she had amazing earning potential. And that's something that I think we need to share more about the trades is there's incredible opportunities here. And then she was able to work way up and now she owns her own company She's trying to be super visible and make it easier for women to get into HVAC. Anybody who, any woman who's interested, she brings them on, she starts training them um, and she gives them a career path. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. For a quick plug, what company is that? What city are they in? Yeah, it's Blue Best HVAC and they're in the Salt Lake area of Utah. 
Awesome. Thank so you. So let's kind of get into that. Yep. So the title of this slide, uh, Empowering Women in Construction. I almost want to redo it and just take out in construction because you just empower women in general. You know, I found the Rosie the Riveter image because I thought it was fitting that you, you can do it and you, you can't be told not to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, since October is uh, National Women's Small Business Month, we're proud that we have two women-owned companies. We have a, a plumbing company, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Pat's Plumbing. Yep. And a, a tax company, Capital Tax Service, that is all 100% women-owned and run. And, um, and a previous sponsor, CR Gutters, they're also 100% women-owned as well. Yeah, so we, we've seen kind of that drive with some of our customers. But uh, I guess speaking to like um, our audience out there, you know, who think they can't break in, you know, for, for women that didn't grow up in the industry around construction, um, maybe the trades is the way to go. What are some tips that you could give some of them just like to get started or maybe consider looking into this career path? Yeah, well, the thing about construction that's so great is there are so many paths, so many opportunities. There's tons of different ways that you can be in our industry. So I think starting out, um, calling some of the trades and seeing everyone needs help right now. Everyone, mm -hmm. we, there's so much opportunity because we desperately need people in our industry. And, you know, if you think, hey, maybe I'd be interested in electrical, call an electrical company and ask them about the path. Most electrical companies will help you get through that schooling while you're doing on-the-job training so that you can explore that path. Or um, you can volunteer or like do an internship rather um, doing like trim work or paint. Or um, I was spoke, speaking with another woman yesterday who said her daughter-in-law um, worked with a few different people doing house renovations so that she could kind of be like in every piece and just see what she liked the best. Mm -hmm. And it oh. turns out she loves painting. She started a painting company. Awesome. So, you know, it's just figuring out where you want to be in our industry, but because, you know, we have so much opportunity, we're happy to help people just start calling, start calling companies in your area. So how about for now speak to our, all our women owned businesses out there, you know, so obviously you're going to connect with them, you know, one way or another, and you're very inspiring. Do you have a message just for women owned companies in general? Cause we like to highlight uh, different businesses, but we've made an effort to highlight women-owned businesses mm -hmm. since we started the podcast. So talk to our, our women small business owners out there, please. I just, my, my advice to women small owned businesses, you know, keep, keep, keep to the grind, just do it and, and don't ever conform because anybody else told you that you couldn't do it. Right. And I love, I love the Rosie, the Riveter and her, we can do it kind of attitude. And the thing with Rosie the Riveter and that whole movement that they did after World War II, you know, they, they showed up to these factories and like, yeah, we can do it. And, and it didn't fail. And they proved that women can do all these hard jobs. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that when the men came back from war, most of these women went back to traditional female jobs, secretary, mm -hmm. domestic jobs, and that sort of thing. They were laid off in the factories. And I think that we have a very powerful movement now where you know, women, you show up, you have your woman owned businesses, you're doing, you're doing hard things, you're, you're out there. And do you know what, we're not going to go back, right? Like, keep doing what you're doing. And if you have a dream and dream it, do it, you know, don't let anybody tell you differently that you can't do something, you know, and that's, that would be my message is just to you know, keep, keep at it, we, we can do it and keep at it. And don't quit. Love that. And I would add also, um, know what makes you different as a woman in your industry. I mean, 
I, I think a lot of times, like especially in construction, right? Women try too hard to be just like the men we want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to blend in. I want to be just like them. Right. That's not, I mean, I, as a general contractor, I offer something completely different from most of the men in my, um, in my area. And I am proud of that. And I am a mom also, and I balance my career and my family life. And I love to talk to my clients about that and why that makes me more valuable to them as a home builder and how I'm going to think about how they're going to use their home and how their kids are going to enjoy that space. And I'm going to bring my time management skills and my organizational skills to this job. And I think being proud of what you bring to your role as a woman and communicating that clearly uh, can really help grow your business as a woman-owned business. Yeah, I know as a hashtag girl dad, you know, I'm a, she's a senior now, but I'll have my daughter watch this episode because uh, some of the message, you know, I want to empower as much as possible, but, you know, she needs to hear it from other successful women, you know, to lift up, right? If you see it, it's done. Do you do the breakthrough then? Oh, I, I could see myself doing that, whether it's in construction or not. I'm thinking of the bigger picture, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Similar to like the kid's book, the kid's book and you see it and, or they read it and they absorb it, the message. And it's maybe not about construction. So it's about, oh, I can do that. I don't care if I'm a boy or a girl or whatever you are nowadays. Like you could do whatever job you want to do. So kudos to you guys just for uh, continuing to inspire other women, but like the next generation coming up, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we um, head out Q image three, just one last plug for our, our Valor cares initiative, Joe. Sure. So if you own a business and don't have a website or you just want one rebuilt, per, perhaps go to our website, askvalormasterminds.com, click on the Valor, Valor cares tab and just submit your information. Awesome. Love to help out. Um, so Christy, Natalie, thank you again for um, sharing your time with us in our audience. Um, I'm sure you'll inspire a lot of our audience. It was just cool to uh, share your story with everyone and kind of get to have a little quick chat. Um, on behalf of our sponsors, A Advanced Septic Services and Fuse Networks, my name's Galen. I'm Joe. And coming at you from the BD Local Studios in Tacoma, Washington. Thank you for watching this episode of the Ask Valor Masterminds podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you.